This is Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. I now want to introduce our preacher. We do love all the nations, but if you know anything about Catherine and me, you know that uh, due to Catherine's upbringing in the remarkable nation of Brazil, we do carry a special love for Brazil and for Brazilians. And God has brought our heart together, not just with Brazil, but with one of the most vibrant evangelistic expressions of Anglicanism in the world, which right now, by God's providential design, is happening in the nation of Brazil and is being led by Miguel Ochoa, the Archbishop of Brazil. So, Miguel, would you just come and share with us God's Word? He's been preaching and teaching uh, throughout the weekend here at Revive. I had the joy, again, speaking of reciprocal mission, of being in Brazil and at his cathedral in May and sharing God's Word. And so now I'm so glad that you're here to share God's word with us. Could I pray for you as we together minister? Let's just pray for Miguel. Father in heaven, I thank you for the testimony of his life. For the testimony, Lord, that he met you personally. That he knows that you have saved him from his sins. And that you have now laid on his heart, on Valeria's heart, on his son's hearts, on the churches that he's planted their hearts, the Lord, we really cannot rest until we see more come to the Lord, more come to know Jesus. So strengthen him as he teaches us from the Bible. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning. I think this is, this is a, a day of miracles. You know, well, I was just sitting here and my friend here just brought me a, a cup of coffee. And I, when I did my first sip, it, 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 I said, this is a miracle. <laughs> because I was expecting an American coffee. <laughs> and I, I don't know if, if the miracle happens when the cup was coming in just in the room. <laughs> but what kind of coffee is this? This is Brazilian coffee. This is very good. I'm, well, lots of caffeine. I'm excited about that right now. Yes, yeah, good. I, I just remember this, the story of a, a preacher in England. He, he was a preacher, and he liked to, when he preached, always in, in the pulpit, he puts a, a cup of milk, milk. And then the, the young people in the church didn't like him much. I mean, this pastor, and the young people want to do something with him. I do not advise the young people do here with, Steve, with Stuart, but uh, the, the, the young people took his cup of milk and took the half out and put whiskey in that. <laughs> Scotch. Big cup like that. And they were at the church excited, waiting for him. When he, he started to preach, and he preaches, and he preaches, and then he did the first sip, and the whole young people said, that's me now. And he took the first sip, and he said, and he did the second one, <laughs> and the third one. And then he, he drank the whole milk. <laughs> and he said, God, what a cow. <laughs> this, this coffee is a miracle. This, this is a miracle coffee for sure, it is. And I, I want to share a little bit with you about about evangelism. I, I just like, I saw in your bulletin today, can I have this here? Okay, 
Oh, no, not this one. Okay, this I, one. The weekend. Yes, this, I like that. When I, I just read here, focus on the salvation of others. This is church. This is what the church, the church exists for. There is nothing that we, we can do in church if we don't do that. We can do many things in church, wonderful things, but if we miss that, if we don't focus on the salvation of others, we lost. We are lost as a church. Church is the only organization in the world that exists. It do not exist for itself. It exists for the, for the world. Church is church when one hand is raising up, worshiping the Lord, but the other hand is raising people, bringing people to the Lord, sharing the gospel, helping people. It's a two-way. This is church. So evangelism is something to do with this. So I want to share with you Matthew, Matthew 28, two or three things. First one is that evangelism is a gift. Okay? Evangelism is a gift. And what is a gift? A gift is something that we get without payment, a present, a handout, donation, bonus, whatever. So Christ himself, Ephesians 4, 11, said Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, and the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, but he gave the evangelists. And we just read in, in, in Matthew 28 that God gave Jesus whole authority. If all authority was given to Jesus, when he gave it to us, it becomes a gift, something special. And now, let's clarify a little bit. There is a gift of evangelism, and there is a command to evangelize. Some people are gifted people on evangelism. It does not mean that who doesn't get the, get the gift would not evangelize, because it's a command. It's go, therefore go and make this up for everyone, all of us. But some people is just amazing how they evangelize. They don't have to do any, when you have the gift of evangelism, I, have, I know some people, that are, they are like that. People is drawn to them, come together, it's like a glue. They get people together. If they are in the, in the cashier of Walmart, they will bring the cashier to Christ. If they're in the airplane, they will bring the, someone, maybe the pilot to Christ. It's fantastic. I have a friend, Bishop Alfred, he knows him, Alfred Cooper from Chile. He's an evangelist. He's totally gifted evangelist. And he told me a story of him when he was flying from Chile to England in the plane. And then comes a group of punky. You know the punky young people, the punk? This hair like this, colorful, all this crazy group of punky guys in the plane. And there was one lady screaming. She was, she hated flight. She was afraid of the flight. She was, oh, this flight, this plane will fall down. We're going to die. She, she was like desperate in the plane. And he, he told me that he sometimes when he got the plane, he, he just prayed to the Lord, Lord, can I rest in this, in this flight? Because usually people just drown to him, come to him. If someone sits just beside him, he will share the gospel with this person. And this time he said, Lord, can I rest a little bit? And then come this lady, oh, desperate, desperate. And he said, well, I have to rest in this plane. So I'm going there to talk with her. He went to, to her seat and said, what's happened with you? She said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate. I hate flight. I'm afraid this, this plane can crash. And he said, you know what? Sit here. 
if this plane crashed and you know Jesus, you go to heaven, not to London. We're going to meet each other in heaven. So he started to share the gospel with this, with this crazy lady. And, and she, she said, well, she was calming down, calming down. And she calmed down. Now she came back to her seat. But before she sits, she stands in the plane and said, you know, if anyone has any problem in this plane, you want to share and, and have some counseling, there is a, a reverend here. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a line of Waiting. The whole flight was a counseling flight until London, 10 hour flight. This is a gifted evangelist. You know, my wife is almost like that. My wife, when I fly with her uh, to here, to 10 hours flight, she goes to the toilet. When she comes back, she said, You know, I met someone in the way, in, in, in the economy, that, in that place. I met a lady, we start to talk, she's from somewhere, and she starts to talk, and she starts to share Jesus Christ with her. This is a gifted people. Okay, maybe you are not like that. I am not. I got in the plane, I am an anonymous person. Nobody noticed me, even though I'm big like that. Nobody noticed me. I can sit there. Sometimes I ask the Lord, can you bring someone that I can share the gospel with? But it doesn't work. It's not... Not for me. Maybe they. I'm afraid of myself. I don't know. I look like a big guy. But maybe even that you are not this kind of person. Not everybody's like that. No excuse for us to not share the gospel because the command, right, is a gift, but it's also a commandment. Go therefore and make disciples. If if I receive the gift, the authority of Jesus Christ, okay, I am. A gifted one, but maybe not. Maybe you cannot share the gospel with someone in a 20 minutes flight, but maybe in 12, 12 hours flight, maybe. Besides a gift, it's a gift, okay, you understand, we understand that's a gift, there's no excuse, we should share anyway, because evangelism for the church is, is the key, is the main thing to do. Right? We exist for that. We do not exist for anything else. The first thing, the main thing is bring, share the gospel. So if, if the church is not sharing the gospel, something is wrong. It's like you have a shoes factory and not producing shoes. Bankrupt. Finish. It's not the, the goal is bring people to the Lord. That's what we like to do. We love to do. We, we call to do that. Because also it's a commandment, right? It's a commandment. Therefore, go. And this is interesting. If you come with me, uh, one day I, I wrote uh, an article to a Christian magazine when we were in the Episcopal Church. Uh, this magazine was uh, led by a, a very liberal priest. But he asked me to, do, to write an article on, on mission. I said, oh, good. I would not do that. So the article was Evangelism, the Third Sacrament. They didn't like that, especially the liberals. Because liberals, they are liberals, but they are very traditionalists, right? They, they keep everything on shape, empty, but on shape. So they said, this is not right. And I said, why not? It's right. This is not theological. I don't want to bring theological stuff here, but 
to, to, to become a sacrament, like the communion, three things must happen, right? First is, must be commanded by Jesus Christ himself. Okay? Second one is, oh, it, it was, right? Evangelism was commanded by Jesus Christ himself. Go, therefore, and make disciples. It's a commandment. So the first one is okay. St. Augustine, Augustine will, will love that. The second one is, must have an external sign, expression. Well, when we evangelize, we have the external sign. There's the word, exhortation, the preaching. And the third one is an internal sign, salvation. Okay? Salvation is the internal sign. So for me, sacrament, uh, evangelism is, is a kind of sacrament. What is a sacrament? Sacrament is not only a tradi tradition. When we are a sacramental church, it's not because we just love tradition. No, because this is a special thing, commanded by the Lord. It's ordained by the Lord. Go and do that. Go and remember of me and, and, and celebrate in, in remembrance of me. Baptize in my name. This is or he's ordained us. He said, it's a commandment. So evangelism is a kind of sacrament. Because it was, was commanded by Jesus himself. Has the more important thing that's salvation inside. And there is the external preaching. Well, they didn't like this article that I wrote. It became very nice well in the country. Uh, I have a friend that he did his thesis on, on, on his master using my, my, my article. I don't know how it came up later, but it was, it was my thought. Because I feel commanded by the Lord all the time to share the gospel. Look at this. Then, what we just read here. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay? To Jesus. And what he did? Therefore go. He gave to us. Therefore you go. Because I'm giving you authority to go. So it's a command. So if we, we have to understand that when we go in, under this perspective, when you go and, and evangelize, we are not going by ourselves. Not our skills. It's like Moses, when Moses went to Egypt, the Lord said, I am with you. Because he said, who I am. It's like the Lord said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I am with you. I am with you. So Jesus is with us. The Lord is with us when we are evangelizing. So it is, it is it's not a, a, something that we do by ourselves. We are not trusting in our skills. Because, you know, some, some people doesn't have many skills, but they just share the gospel with grace and love. This is enough to bring someone to understand the love of God. But we need boldness. We need boldness. We, we need to, to be courageous sometimes. We know that it's not, sometimes it's not easy, especially in the Western world. Sometimes it's not easy. Secularized, secularized society, sometimes it's not easy to share the God. Sometimes it's forbidden to share, right? It's forbidden to share. So as it is hard sometimes, and I, I understand that, not only for me there, but for you here, and any part in the world. Sometimes we, for some reasons, we, even that we live in a free, free country, we don't share Christ easily. 
Maybe because we, we are afraid of some reputation sometimes. Sometimes lack of confidence. Sometimes just because of our wrong theological perspective. Sometimes we, we, we profess faith, but we don't live faith. Theologically, I don't want to bring again anything theologically here, but sometimes we, maybe we, we don't believe that our neighbor is in his way to hell. Sorry to share this. I mean, what can motivate in me more than this, that I have the way the true in life, and my friend doesn't have. If I don't share, I am preventing him or her to be in, in heaven. You know how I do altar call in my church? We, we do altar call. We Anglicans in Brazil we do altar call. So when I finish the service, I say, do you have a chance to, to meet me in heaven? Because I'll be there. I want to be with you. So if you don't have Jesus as your Savior now, come forth and we're going to pray for you so we can meet in heaven because I am, I will be there. Now I want to be with you. So come here. We're going to pray for you. There is a, a square in heaven called Church of the Holy Spirit so we, we, we can meet together. There. So we, we make a way that the people understand that they need to accept Jesus as the Savior and Lord. Remember the people you love, family, friends, Anyone. The highest motivation to bring them to the Lord is where are they going when they die? I can finish here, but I still have time. There is a watch, a clock here. <laughs> you know that uh, this doesn't work for Brazilian preacher, but anyway, it's, it's, it's here. We do, I want to share some, some of what we do there in Brazil. Many, many churches in Brazil are doing wonderful things. Our church is just following the path of the, of the gospel in Brazil. And we do what we call mall evangelism. Shopping center, you know, mall evangelism. That's nice. Because it is forbidden to preach in the mall. We cannot just stand there and preach. Security guard will come and take us out. But we make a, a way to evangelize in the mall. Because the mall is the, is the temple of the consumer. There's a huge, lots of people there walking. They don't know what they're doing. Just walk, uh, looking to, to shops and having food and, and fun. It's a good place. So we, we, we did, the first time we did this, we, we rent the theater, the move theater. And we, we called the church. So we had like 500 people who shows up and sign up. We give them a t-shirt, Jesus something, right in the t-shirt. It was a Christian movie. We rent the, the, the move theater and we pass the, the movie. But that was not the goal. The goal was after movie, what are we gonna do? So we strategically, after the, when we finished the, the movie, we said, okay, now we go to the mall. Go with your can, can you imagine six, 500, 600 people in the mall with the same t-shirt walking all the time? What's going to happen here? Something is going on. 
So we said, go and and walk in the mall, pray, pray, pray. And then we meet, we're going to meet in the the food square. Everybody, 500 people in the food square, dressed in the same t-shirt. We have some people in the church, they have uh, shops in the mall. Because security can come and, and try to push us out. And he said, no, I know where the security guards stay. So we put our security guard just beside the security guard. He was not dressing the, the shirt. So. Because when it happens, we, we need to have someone just blocking the security guard. Don't go to anywhere like that. And then we, we said, when you got to the, to the food square, surrounded, we start to surround, walking, walking, walking. We surround the whole food square. It's huge. It's just like maybe larger than this year. And we hold hands. And then our worship team just come into the center of the food square. And they start to sing a cappella, one song, very famous Christian song in Brazil. And they start to sing. And we, we film this. You can see in YouTube, Flash Mob, Church of the Holy Spirit, Flash Mob. It's in YouTube. You, you, you can see. We film everything. Because we, we want to see the face of the people, how they behave. When they start to, to see this, we see tears. People crying. People in the McDonald's, people in the Burger King, in all these this shops, these this snack bars, they all, what's happening here? What's going on here? And they start to praise the Lord, and we raise hands, and we pray, and, we, and it was fantastic. And people start, who are you? And then the manager, the director for the shopping, for the mall, the security guard, because they have cameras, right, everywhere. So she said, what's going on in this place? The guard said, I don't know. They're singing here. They're just singing. What can I do? She said, no, they can do that. And he was, the security guard started to move. And our guy said, no, no, don't worry. This is Christian. This is God. This is good for you. Jesus loves you. And started to hug the security guard. And nothing happened. And by the end, this lady, she's the manager, she came down and she just came to me. I don't know why she came to me because I was not blessing anything, not call or nothing. She said, who are you? I said, we are the church of Jesus Christ. This is the church of Jesus Christ. We love you. Next Sunday, there were people from that gathering in the church. And then we, we, we said, it was so good. Let's do the second flash mob. Because you know, people start to love that. And said, so the second one will be the Bible flash mob. Read the Bible in the mall. You can do this here. Nobody can, can forbid you to read your Bible, right? Anywhere, right? And I, I told the people, like 400, 500 people, I said, take a Bible, but a real Bible, a black cover Bible. Really, not smartphone, no, Bible. That everybody can see that it is a Bible. A big one like this one here. Big one. <laughs> we went again. We, we, we rented movie theater. That's this like that. This is a weapon. Powerful weapon. And then the, the people said, what are going to do? I said, okay. Bring your Bible. We watch the movie. And then, don't rest in t-shirt. Just... Go out in the mall and stay in somewhere. Just stand, sit, and start to read your Bible. This mall was smaller. 500 people reading Bible in the mall. That's called attention of everybody. What's going on here? What? 
you, and they, we did nothing. What, you know what happened? People start to ask, what are you doing here? What is this? And people start to share. This is the Bible. You don't know the Bible? Wow. This is Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. Amen. They start to share. But we have you know, a prayer, lots of prayer before. Because people start to ask what's going on. There was a lady. She's my ophthalmologist. She said, this must be something for Miguel's church doing here. I'm sure that Miguel is involved in this. <laughs> it's funny because you know that our church is, is brave and do this, this thing, to do these things. So that was the, the, the second flash mob we did. The next one will be the, the forgotten book. We're going to buy books, Christian books, small book, book, evangelistic book, and everybody will go to the mall with a book. We're going to print in a book. This is yours. You found it. Keep it. God bless you. Church address. We're going to just stay in the mall, and at a given moment, like 12, 15, everybody will leave and forget the book. They will... Like 500 books in the mall. I don't know what's going to happen. Pray for us. We're going to do that this year, maybe yet. So it is part of our soul. It's part of our DNA is to share, you know, to share. It must be strategic. And it is something that it can happen in Africa. It can happen in Brazil. It can happen in the States, in anywhere, everywhere, any place. We can do things like that. Must be create. I know that Brazilian people is very creative, but we can just you know share with you things like that because this is what we exist for. We, we do not exist for anything else besides this. The church need to share the gospel for the sake of the order, for for the salvation of others. And I still have one minute. Evangelism, as you see, is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Go and make disciples. Because when we got to know Christ, we share the gospel. It's part of our lifestyle. I could share here many stories about how we share the gospel there. But what I have to do with this is, uh, it, it is a gift, it is a commandment, and it's a lifestyle. My, left, my last one, two minutes. I, I, I am a, a, a retired surfer. Waves, barrels. You know, Brazil is not doing very, very well in the, in the soccer lately, but it, we became the first one in surf. You know that in the seventh, in the champ, world championship surfing, professional surf, for the six, eight sessions, Brazil won six already. And Medina will be champion now in Hawaii next week. So Brazil is a surf, surf country now. We call it the Brazilian storm. And, and I, I was a surfer. So we have a group of friends that we have a WhatsApp group, like 80 or 85 old friends, old rural guys, all the old guys who start surfing in Sifi in our area. When was we were able to surf? Because today there is sharks there. We can't do that. So they are not Christian. One or two or three are Christian. So one of, we have a WhatsApp group, and we share. We share each other. We meet sometimes just to have fun. And then one of our friends died. He, he was a Christian, a pastor also. And you know, everybody said, well, what, what we can do for him? Let's do a mess. Let's hire a 
priest, to Catholic priest to do a seven-day mass or something like that. And I came and said, well, you know, he, he was uh, evangelical. There is no this tradition in, in, our, in our church. But if you want, I can offer my church to do a memorial service for you. And people start to say, well, okay, let's do it. Can you do that? I said, yes. So strategically, I said, we have a 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. service that is lots of surfers joined this. So we can go and make the memorial service there. So we did. I, I put on the stage many surfboards. The, all the loops, we use loops, uh, video loops for, for the worship, was barrels, people surfing, huge waves. <laughs> and this guy, we, I gathered like 40 of them there. And I said, everybody, there's one rule. Everybody must go with a Hawaiian shirt. Because I want to identify them, all of them. So Hawaiian shirt for you. Because I will be with a Hawaiian shirt preaching. So that day I was with a Hawaiian shirt. My son was with a Hawaiian my, my son is a surfer still. So they came to the church and they saw this big screen. It was just the bearers surfing. And they said, what is this, Miguel? This is a church? So, well, kind of. <laughs> Welcome here. So I preached the same message that I used to preach. And afterward, they, they want to take pictures in the church. Can I take a picture here with, with the group? And some of them said, I need to bring my family to this place. I feel this is a safe place for young people. My, my son is a drug addicted. I want to bring him here. The other one said, my big friend said, my son is an alcoholist. So we bring him to the, to the, uh, the program that we have Celebrate recovery. We, we just brought him. So evangelism is, is, is a style of life. You understand? You can do it in your business, in your home, in your neighborhood, in everywhere. Just obey what the Lord told us. It's a gift. It's a commandment. It's a lifestyle. Can I pray for you? Our bishop prays for us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with these wonderful people. And we are now looking for this town, this city, this country, and the world, nations. But start with us in our neighborhood, in our friend, with our friends, in our work. Make our life to be an evangelism lifestyle. That we can fulfill your call to us. Bless this church. Anoint these people. So they will be a lighthouse of hope for this community here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for, for the time. Thanks for listening. Our vision at Church of the Resurrection is to equip everyone for transformation. As part of that vision, we love to share dynamic teaching, original music, and stories of transformation. For more of what you heard today, check out the rest of our podcast. To learn more about our ministry, visit churchres.org.